Hello and welcome to this episode of Moola Talks. We are your hosts Ritu Prasad and Meeta Gupta and together we invite you to travel this journey of attaining financial freedom with us. So what do we want from you? As a woman, we want you to take charge of your own life and feel financially independent and secure. And if that is your goal, then join us in this exciting and fulfilling journey towards your own financial awareness and well-being. In this podcast, we will be having conversations around mindsets that we as women have had over years of social conditioning, our fears about money, the power dynamics that managing money brings, and as a result, the financial challenges, mistakes, and decisions that we as women make. We will also be talking about how we can gradually overcome these challenges and start being aware of our own finances and managing them with more confidence and ease. This is a Moola Talks podcast and now let's begin today's episode. So here we are again Ritu and after talking about a woman's early life and the gender biases that women face while they grow up in our first episode and then about their life and career after marriage in our second episode today let's talk about a woman's journey once she has kids and has her career breaks absolutely neeta see starting a family is a big one and equally are the joys and the challenges that come with it for example someone like me okay i love kids leave me with a bachcha and i'm like the happiest that is why it was very hard for me when i had to go for work and leave the kids there was guilt and more guilt and then when i was at work there was constant fomo ritu i sometimes wonder whether we actually understand the challenges of motherhood like you know that there is this african proverb which says it takes a village to raise a child now that's really intense but it's true it can be really exhausting for a woman to have a child and it's like a full time job by itself now that reminds me of this very interesting fact that i read yesterday while scrolling on instagram uh, that breastfeeding for one year is equal to 1800 hours of a woman's time so just to give you a perspective that it's actually a full time job to just breastfeed a kid imagine wow that's insane i guess that's why there's so much conflict about what to do when you have a kid i mean how do you build a support system at home and if you want to go back to work how do you build a support system at work see because let's face it a woman can't do all of this herself and why should she also so what are these support systems really i mean if we can break them down what are they really well i think a lot of people when they are about to have kids try to either live with their parents or close to their parents so that their grandparents can take care of their kids and then there is the house help or the daycare centers that are now mushrooming up but what about work i don't know how many offices have creches or facilities for working moms to take their kids to work so once the maternity leave ends post 3 months the women need to look back at their own situation in terms of their support systems and at that point 
a lot of women take a call to probably continue with their work or opt for a career break. But it's also important, I think, from a woman's perspective to consider what are the financial repercussions of taking such a career break or of leaving their work. How will they sustain themselves in the future? Yes, I agree, Nita. So it's not simple. Na? It's not like, oh, I'm having a baby, so I can I can uh, maybe take a career break. Because, you know, the financial aspect needs to be evaluated. In fact, this reminds me of the New Zealand Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, who continued to work after delivering her baby. And remember, there was this whole media uh, thing when she took her baby to the UN General Assembly. And I remember her partner said that he wished he could have captured the startled look of the Japanese delegation inside the UN when they walked into a meeting room in the middle of a nappy change. Wow, that's indeed bold of her. And I love it. In fact, when you say that, it reminds me of another case in which the CEO of Edelweiss, Radhika Gupta, who I follow on LinkedIn, she brought her six-month-old baby to office since that day she couldn't figure out any support system at home for the baby. So she posted a picture of how her baby was chilling in the cabin while she attended her meetings. She even said that a lot of people asked her how she was going to make a mom and a CEO's life work. And she said that it does take a little bit of planning, a lot of patience and a problem-solving attitude to make things work. It's so heartening to see these role models like a prime minister of a country or the CEO of a corporate blend their mom roles into their careers. Such stories, Mita, help women role model the women in power and perhaps give themselves power to take on multiple roles head on and not get flustered and not compartmentalize their different roles. I mean, it's not key. Now I can only be a mom. Now I have to, you know, sacrifice my career. These stories are inspirational and they really work. 100%. And also such stories help people working around them, you know, the office people or the people who they are working with to normalize such situations for women who have young kids. Like again, I remember the story of this Mula tribe member. She resumed her work after her maternity leave, defined clear boundaries for herself at work and at home. So when she returned back to office, she told her team and everyone in the office that she will be available from 9 in the morning till 6 in the evening. And that once she picks up her kid from the daycare center at, at about 6 p.m., she will like to spend the next two hours with the kid to feed him or to put him to sleep. And if there's any urgent work, they could call her up post 8 o'clock. She said that initially this working arrangement had challenges, but gradually people came around her and her team became her biggest proponent telling others that ma'am is not available from 6 to 8. Imagine. So as a woman, you need to ask for help and set boundaries and also train people around you, whether it's at home or at your workplace, as to when you are available and for what. It's not like, you know, you're sacrificing or cutting down on your to-dos, but just placing them in the time bucket that works for you. 
And Mita, let's also talk about the paranoia linked with being new moms. Like even though we have a support system at home, whether it is a joint family or leaving the kids with maids and house help, I know a lot of women, they put CCTV cameras to watch out on what is happening at home while they are at work. Since there is a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress around leaving the kids with the support system. You know, young moms are under a constant stress when they leave their kids with the house help. Whether the maid is being attentive or not, whether she's on her phone, safety of the child, etc. And with daycare centers, they are of course more professional and do offer a good option. But I think, Meeta, the guilt on the mother still takes a toll. Also, a new mother is very fearful of what she's doing. I remember when I left my daughter with my mom when she was a few months old to go out with my friends because it, you know, hadn't stepped out. It'd been a couple of months. When I came back, my mother had fed her rice Cyrillac and I was like livid. I had a breakdown because in my head, like, what? I mean, this wasn't even the right option. So like my mom told me very categorically that day. She said that she doesn't want an instruction manual when I leave my bacha with her. She said, otherwise you take your kid. I'm not interested in keeping the kid. But you know, it's like, how do you deal with this whole paranoia? It's like the responsibility of this new being. You don't know what is right, what is wrong. You're fearful, you're conflicted. So sometimes I think we tend to antagonize our support system, which is actually trying to give us time, liberate us. So true, so true, Ritu. Yes, uh, you know, I mean, it's sad that, uh, you know, most of the the young moms really don't know what to do with their kids. You know, it's like a bundle of joy, but a bundle of tension also, which comes along with it. And then when you talk about these daycare centers, Ritu, these daycare centers do charge a hell lot of money. And that reminds me that, I was talking to someone who runs a company which works on the mindset and the emotional needs of these working moms. And she told me that in a number of cases, she came across that the financial liability of the support that is needed for child rearing is actually borne by the mother or the woman who's going back to work. So it's like, since you are the mom and child rearing is your responsibility. And so if you need to go to work, then you take care of the costs that go for substituting yourself uh, with the support that you want. I actually, frankly, didn't quite get it. That's odd though. But if it's true, it's also disturbing, Meeta. So if the woman ends up paying for these and takes this financial liability of child rearing on herself, then she needs to probably think that why should she go to that length of making all these adjustments? Do you think all these money dynamics are really discussed at home? I don't know, Ritu. I think women find it difficult to have these conversations at home. I often wonder how many couples actually sit down and have a conversation around planning the finances once a kid comes into their family. Be it in terms of the extra financial burden because the kid is now coming in or if the wife decides to leave her career and how is she going to be financially secure 
or does the husband have the capacity to take care of a new member or also if the wife needs to continue to work because sustenance is not possible without a double income then all these kind of uh, such important conversations around money just need to be had as a family yeah and these are all very important and relevant conversations that a family must have and i really do hope for young couples to start having these conversations around money and not shy away from them also especially since with money comes power and marriage is a partnership of equal positioning so whether a woman is earning or not it's important for her to learn about money management and growing it even if she has it as a monthly expense from her husband 100% ritu i agree with you Meeta I also feel that this glorification of superwoman that we term as mother is in reality very tiring and very exhausting this tag of being a multitasker which is given to a woman causes more harm than good it's like she can manage her home her kids her career her in-laws her parents etc etc even though that rigor kills her I remember this friend told me that in the mornings while her mother would be doing the food getting them ready for school getting ready for her own work she would incessantly be screaming while making this friend's hair you know while the dad was busy sipping his tea and reading the newspaper they all is fine all is hunky dory this woman is going crazy managing multitasking that's crazy i can actually pictureize that I think that since women have been doing this task for years it's like oh how come you are finding it so hard there's so much of this whole self esteem issue and a feeling of inadequacy that creeps in and where you are also constantly trying to prove it to yourself and that to the others too that you can handle it in fact in reality it has always been tough let's face it and that's why some women do take career breaks since it can get really overwhelming for them to manage true and then once they do take career breaks how difficult is it for them to resume work like there are so many fears insecurities emotional and mindset challenges that go into again going back to work after a career break do they choose a full time career will they get one or should they just choose suboptimal careers part time gigs stuff like that Interestingly I spoke to this startup founder who's helping moms return back to their careers after their career or maternity breaks and uh, they help them cope up with their mindset and emotional needs and she said something very interesting she said that a woman's biggest fear is that she will be sidelined at work after she has a baby and while her boss and office people are fearing that she will feel overburdened So yes finding jobs after a break and joining back work after a maternity break can really be challenging for both the sides whether it's the woman or it's for the people who she goes back to work with yeah and that's why i have seen some very very driven women who are focused and extremely ambitious and intelligent take back seats you know when it comes to joining back their corporate jobs and uh, maybe opt for suboptimal options to balance their family lives i think women should really work not only as a means to fulfill their dreams and to pursue their purpose or tap into their talent but also to make themselves financially secure 
and post covid to be honest there have been some very interesting structures that have evolved like the hybrid working culture now that's become normal and that does give women that flexibility that they need also a lot of business models are now evolving where ecosystems are being developed for recruiting from this huge talent pool of women who are educated smart experienced but are looking for flexible options so that works works for the organization works for the woman it's a win win in fact as i'm part of this angel investing funds i see a lot of business models which are coming now which are connecting women who have taken career breaks and are now ready to take up jobs with flexible hours as you know it's ultimately about output and deliverables so there could be a project based assignment which these women can take up because it's got flexible hours and the output is defined these are such amazingly welcoming changes ritu with so much talk about diversity and inclusion now we have conversations around why there aren't enough women in leadership roles you know in the corporate force also there are now many many social network platforms available for women for networking for confidence building for upskilling themselves so that they can rise up to the ranks hmm this has been an interesting conversation around how young mothers juggle their lives once they have a baby between home and work yes indeed ritu i totally enjoyed our conversations today so just let me quickly summarize for the benefit of our listeners our conversation today was around a woman's journey once she's had kids and how she juggles her work with motherhood we talked about some challenges that young moms face in terms of their own insecurities their finding the right balance between their careers and the support systems that they have to rely on to take care of their little bundles of joy we also talked about how important it is as a family to discuss the financial impact and challenges that a new member in the family brings and how it's important to now normalize these money conversations in our homes We also talked about the ecosystems that are now evolving thanks to the diversity and inclusion talks that are taking center stage because of which women are now finding it easier to seek help in maneuvering through this very important and challenging phase of their life. Ritu that was summed up so well. Okay. Thanks Meeta. So in the end of our conversation today what is your moola mantra for our listeners? So what I would like to tell our listeners today is that it is extremely important for women to dream big and have their own financial goals and not just be takers of their family's financial goals. What do you want from your life? How are you planning to achieve it? In fact, a lot of young women are now looking at FIRE as their mantra, which is financial independence, retire early. which means that they're now looking to have enough money by the time they turn 40 or 45 years so they don't have to be dependent on others and can live their dream life where they can travel or do whatever that makes them feel happy and fulfilled and if our listeners want any guidance in their financial journey they can reach out to us on instagram #moolaforwomen
you so much for joining us today. We hope that you are taking back for yourself some financial wisdom. To keep learning more about Moola in a simple, fun and non-jargon way, follow this podcast. And if you like any part of what we do, please leave a 5-star rating on your podcast listening app. Also, feel free to connect with us on our Instagram handle at Moola for Women or personally with either of us over LinkedIn to share about your financial journey. We would love to hear them. So signing off with what Rosie and Barr says, the thing that women have yet to learn is that nobody gives you power. You just take it. So yes, let's give ourselves the permission to empower ourselves. That's all for today. Thank you once again for being here. And sayonara until we will meet you again in the next episode.